Welcome to the latest edition of Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, the prep and activity guru at mshsl.org. You can find his written work there. You can listen to him here. We like it when you listen to him here. We tell a lot of great stories. John tells you about his travels around the state. Today, we're going to be joined by a special guest, Noah Bjerke Weiser, senior captain of the basketball team at La Crescent, who, at La Crescent Hoka, who talked about an issue that John and I frequently talk about. Uh, thank you to Pizza Barn in Princeton, pizzabarnprinceton.com, and Propane, Minnesota Propane. And thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. John, why don't you take it away? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into this with Noah. Um, Noah, how are you today? I'm good. How about you guys? I'm great. You're the only one in the group here missing English class to be on a podcast. <laughs> so way to go, dude. Um, for people who don't know, and I think anybody who follows me on Twitter, certainly, or looks at the MSHSL Facebook page, hopefully you've read what Noah wrote a week ago about the way officials are treated, you know, and, and it was after a game at, at a home game in La Crescent. He went home that night and sat down and and knocked out, uh, I did the word count, 230-some words. Very well-written, very concise, very, very powerful statement on how fans are treated in La Crescent. And, and I think generally, we can, we can look at this as how officials are treated in a lot of places. So, Noah, you wrote this thing. I've been down there. You and I sat. I interviewed you. I've posted a story on John's journal after that interview, but take us back to the beginning. You had a home game and, uh, you got afterwards, you got home, you started writing. Tell us what, what, what made you want to write this and kind of the motivation for this. Uh, yeah. So the motivation was just like, just respecting refs in general. I mean, us as La Crescent and some of our like fans and, and teammates and I mean everyone just no one likes it when they make a bad call so we want to people tend to like want to yell at them or something and I was just I had enough of it and I was like well let's just try to let's try to stop as a community so that's just what I was trying to do yeah and if you want to read the whole thing easiest way if you haven't read it go to the MSHSL Facebook page it's posted there. I picked out one excerpt. You know, Jim and I are are reporters in the newspaper world. There's a term called the nut graph. That would be in a column or a feature story or a news story. The one paragraph that really gets to the heart of what it what the story is about. And to me this is the nut graph from what you wrote Noah quote. We all know that there were some controversial calls but nothing is going to be perfect. As a captain of the varsity team, I would like to come out and say we need to stop yelling at the refs, us as players and as spectators in the stands. Nobody will ever call a perfect game and everybody makes mistakes. That's to me that's the message right there. Let's let's all check ourselves and treat these people uh, the way they should be treated. None of us are perfect. And and we hear that a lot. And like I told you, Noah, people like me who works at the Minnesota State High School League, you know, people, administrators at schools, we can talk about this stuff a lot. And I do. I talk about this on the podcast all the time. I post social media messages all the time about treating officials right and, and how we need more officials. But like I told you, this statement that was so well done coming from a student athlete is the most, I think it's the most powerful statement on this, on this question that I've, that I've ever seen. And, you know, it just exploded. I know you told me you were surprised by how big it got. Um, 
And, you know, it's way past, th- it's thousands of likes and great comments on, on your Facebook page, the original post. Tons of people have shared it on their own pages. It's been on Twitter. And I know the National Federation of State High School Associations, they're headquartered in Indianapolis. They shared the link to my John's Journal story about you on their Facebook page. So it's it, this is national attention. And that, that message is really powerful. And what tell me again, Noah, you and I talked about this the other night down in Rushford, but you were surprised by the reaction, it sounds like. Well, I guess I didn't know how everyone was going to take it through our community, if some people were going to be upset by it or that. But overall, like even after our Rushford game, not after, like during the Rushford game, you could just notice a huge change in what we've said to the refs and, and our body language on the court. And it was, we lost a tough one that, that day by one point, but it was, it was the way we treated the refs was a thousand times better. Have you had a home game since then? Uh, no, we haven't. Okay. Okay. That may be the, that may be the big test of how people in, at your own, in your own community react, but yeah. yeah. Did you hear, have you heard anything for, like from the officials in Rushford? Did they like you during the game say, Hey, no, a nice going, anything like that? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, they're professionals, but yeah, <laughs> and, and and I'm sure they were all aware of it, and uh, and uh, thankful. I, I've heard from several officials how grateful they are, you know, from around the state to see something like that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's remarkable. Just in, just you know, you told me it took about a half hour to write it. Your mom proofread it for you. Tell us about the discussion with your mom. How she wasn't sure this this was the right thing to do. Well, she just didn't know if uh, if there was going to be a lot of negative that came from it. Right. She always, I don't know, tends to help me make the right decision with whatever I'm doing. So she just made sure I saw both way, both sides of it. And, and you clearly did. And you know, I, I grew up in a small town, and I know what small towns can be like. And and uh, when I read it too, I thought, oh, I hope. And I didn't know you at the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't know anything about you. I said, I hope you're treated respectfully after this because you wrote it with such respect. And it sounds like by and large, that's how everybody has taken it. I know your coach was impressed. Has uh, Ryan Thibodeau, that's your coach. Has he talked to the team about this? He, it sounded like when I talked to him before the game in Rushford, he was, he was going to have a little talk with the team and use what you wrote as, as kind of a good message for everybody. Did he do that? Uh, not yet. But I, okay, well, he might be planning to. Yeah, yeah. I'm just tipping you off there. And how I know you had that tough one-point loss Friday at Rushford. And otherwise, give us a little summary on how your basketball season has gone. Oh, uh, it's been going good. I think, I think we'll be a pretty great team this year. It's just we've lost two one-point games out of our five games. And so just some unfortunate things happening. But I think we'll get it clicking and everything will be good. There you go. Are you are you guys playing at a at a holiday tournament in St. Charles? Did I see that on your schedule? Yep. Um, well, you know, and I, I I don't know if I need to apologize, but I'm so grateful that you and Ryan talked to me well before your game because the weather was not great, and I left. You know, I think you came. You were subbed out in the first half. I was shooting photos 
and watching the game. And that's when I left. I mean, I just, my wife is texting me, can you leave? It's getting pretty bad. And I was two hours away from home. So I appreciate that. I mean, you guys arrived in, at Rushford off the bus and I basically grabbed you and went and interviewed yeah. you. So I'm grateful for that. Have you had other, other, you know, media type people uh, want to talk to you about this? Yeah, I talked with the Post Bulletin from Rochester and News 19, our local news station. Good. And the Lacrosse Tribune did an article on it too. But okay. Yeah. Well, good. Well, you're kind of a media. You're a media favorite now. Did you? you I bet you didn't uh, anticipate yeah. any of that, right? I didn't. I was <laughs> not thinking I was going to get any like publicity or anything from that. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> you thought, hey, it's, it'll be on my Facebook page, and my friends in Lacrescent will see it, and that's about it. Yep. <laughs> Well, that's great. Hey, Noah, I want to thank you for uh, for joining us. We're going to let you get back to class. I'm going to be keeping an eye on your on your basketball schedule. I'd love to come down and see you guys play again. So, well done on that, young man. This is uh, really incredible what you did, and uh, I can't thank you enough for spending a little time with me last week for joining Jim and I here. Jim, you have anything you want to ask Noah before we get him back to English class? Uh, I, I guess my only follow-up question would be, uh, you know, I, I think you took the right approach, making it a public thing that can benefit anybody who reads it, either here or across the country. Have you had any interesting conversations with people on the team, either coaches or teammates? Yeah, I've had some interesting conversations. I mean, I get a little bit of crap for it from my teammates. That's <laughs> as expected, I figured. So yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Well, hey, congratulations. Uh, we're glad you wrote it. Uh, it's it's very impressive to us. It's a, a topic we talk about a lot. Uh, we need officials to be willing to work uh, high school and youth games. Otherwise, the games won't exist. You know, I've, I've officiated youth games myself, and uh, I, I tell stories about how badly I was treated, even by the parents of my kids <laughs> uh, that I was coaching. So, uh, so it takes some guts to put yourself out there like that, and we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks, Noah. Uh, I have a couple of follow-ups on this. Uh, first of all, we want to thank our producer, Brianne Burdett. Does a great job for us across the TalkNorth.com platform. Uh, I want to remind you we have great people doing shows across the platform. Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, John Krasinski, Jeff Diamond, Lavelle Neal, Roy Smalley, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee, John Millay, uh, plus all of our outdoor content and variety content. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting our sponsors. Our sponsors on this show begin with our longtime sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton and Jody Stay's operation. Yeah, great things as always going on up there at the Pizza Barn Gym. Um, it's a family-owned business. They're closing in on 40 years. They're a fixture in downtown Princeton. It's a busy, busy place all the time uh, during the holidays here. There's a lot happening. And if you, you walk in there, you look at the menu, and it's not just pizza. There's everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person dining, take and bake. They'll deliver. They cater. And if you're looking for last-minute stocking stuffers here during the holidays, go to the Pizza Barn, get some gift cards. They're perfect for that. And as always, you could have a Pizza Barn food truck uh, take great care of you at your event. It's easy to do. Go to pizzabarnprinceton.com. Click on food truck at the top and then click booking and you can send them a note and Jody will get back to you. So as always, great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and all of her crew at the Pizza Barn for sponsoring our podcast for more than five years. It's a tremendous relationship. 
It is. Thank you to Jody. Also want to let you know, John, a lot of people agree that we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree that we need more reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today. That's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. I did not know that, John. No idea. Maybe yeah, propane is energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid, and propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is com- compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find more out about what propane can do for you at propane.com. So I've told my officiating story many times. I'll repeat it here just in case anybody listened specifically to hear Noah today. Uh, you know, I coached a lot of youth sports, a lot of different sports, a lot of different, uh, and I had four kids. So I coached a lot of years. And every once in a while, an official wouldn't show up and I would jump in to be the basketball official or the home plate umpire or whatever. And I always remember, John, I go, I volunteer to be the home plate umpire in a youth baseball game. No shin guards, no nothing. I'm just hiding behind the catcher, trying not to, you know, I had a face mask. That's about it. Trying not to get beat up too much. But by the end of the game, I had bruises all up and down my shins, my arms. That's just the way it was. And no complaints, just the way it was. And I'm standing up there and I'm officiating. I'm calling balls and strikes. And my parents, the parents of the kids on my team start complaining about my calls. (laughs) Of course, that's their job, I thought, right? And, you know, and listen, I'm not saying it because it bothered me. I'm saying, especially, it's bad enough at the pro and college levels, revenue sport levels. But what I always, what always bothered me about it was, especially youth through high school, these are developmental sports. These are supposed to be, these are participatory sports. These are supposed to, the idea is to get kids out and have them be active and actually bring some joy into their lives. And what happens when you start complaining about every little call in every game is everybody's miserable and you take the focus off. This is a young person who should be enjoying this and should be improving their skills. You take the focus off that to turn them into whiners where everybody's miserable. It's a miserable experience to sit there complaining about the officiating. And if you want to spin it to the larger arenas last year, the Rams had a bad call against them, go against them that gave that produced a long touchdown for the Cincinnati Bengals. Last Sunday, the Vikings completed the greatest comeback in NFL history, even though they had two touchdown returns wrongfully taken away from them. You don't have to sit there and whine. You can actually just go on with the game and succeed anyway. It's just, it's a terrible mindset. It's especially terrible at the youth and high school levels. Yeah. And as we know, all those things trickle down from pro college to high school to the kids. And I've never understood it. I've never understood getting so wrapped up in a, in a ball game, whether you're watching the Vikings or your 12 year old, kids play softball, why people act like that. Uh, I'll never understand it. You know, and my officiating experience was while I was in college in Iowa, I was an umpire for high school baseball and softball. Those are summer sports in Iowa. And I really loved it, especially baseball. I, I grew up playing baseball. 
And I was even, you know, back then you'd look in the back pages of the sporting news and I'd see the ads for umpire camps in Florida. And I, I, I seriously thought, hey, when I'm done with college, I might scrape up enough money to go do that. And my girlfriend at the time basically put the brakes on that in a hurry. And now we've been married for 40 years. So I think I made the right call. I chose her over a career as a probably, a, you know, a class A baseball umpire. But yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, and Noah, it, it's I, I'm still blown away by just the simple message from a high school kid. And I know that's resonated with people for him to have that kind of maturity and, and be brave. I mean, that took some courage. And, uh, you know, you know, there's some people in, in his town who are notoriously rude towards officials. Hopefully they're looking at themselves and not, not being mad at Noah for writing something honest. But it's, it's funny. I want to I talk a little bit about how this even got to me. And I, I did not see it. I saw it the next morning. He posted it late in the evening after a game. And there's a friend of mine who's from La Crescent. His name's Steve Bisson. And I know Steve through robotics, but he forwarded Noah's. He screenshotted it from Facebook, forwarded it to me. I retweeted it right away and, and talk about blowing up. It's just amazing how fast these things spread. And another another Twitter note unrelated to this. We know what's happening with Twitter and Elon. And who knows? But you know, I, you and I had talked about a, a platform called Tribal, T-R-I-B-E-L. I think we both have accounts on there. And I started a an account on another one called Post, P-O-S-T. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few followers there. It's kind of a backup. I think these are backup accounts. Twitter's definitely where we're used to being. We both have large numbers of followers. I don't want anything to go to happen to Twitter, but it's like you got to be ready to pull the plug if that thing goes kablooey. We've talked about that before. So, um, yeah, and I know people, I've heard from people when I tweeted about my post account, it's based, they're basically in beta testing when I finally was approved to actually be able to post. It took about three weeks and I got an email and a link to click and it basically said, you know, I'm a beta tester. So it's a new one. I don't know how it's going to go. Twitter's been fantastic, but we'll see what happens there. Um, I got a kind of a little travel story here, Jim. As I as I said, when, when we talked to Noah, I was down there at Rushford Peterson on Friday night. Uh, the first trip, in fact, in the new John's Journal, Toyota Camry, the weather was a concern. As we're talking here Wednesday mm-hmm. morning, we're getting ready to hunker down for this huge storm that's coming in. But I knew I needed to get to Rushford, hopefully talk to Noah right away, and get home. This was a first for me. I saw so little of that game. I got there at 4 o'clock. The boys' game was going to tip off at 6.30, followed by a girls' varsity game. I'm glad that's how they configured it, the boys first. So I I interviewed Noah probably an hour and a half before tip-off. Talked to Ryan Thibodeau, the coach, about that same time frame. When the teams came out to warm up, I was shooting photos of Noah during the introductions and the anthem, more photos of Noah. The game started. I'm shooting photos of Noah, and I'm no photographer. I'm lucky. I could shoot 100 frames, and if I get two that are usable, that's about my average. So, And, and as I said when we were talking with Noah, he, he came to the bench, uh, was substituted you know, in, in the first half there. So the game started at 6.30. I'm getting texts from my wife. Are you coming home shortly? It's getting bad. 
So tip off at 6.30. I was walking to my car at 6.37 and made it home without incident. But that that was the first for me. You know, we go to these games. We watch the games. We interview people afterwards. This was the exact opposite because the game wasn't part of what the story was as long as the spectators behaved. And I know they did. But I've never done that before. I was actually less, you know, for seven minutes once the game started, I was there and then I was out of there. That was a first for me. I just, you know, I don't know what that means. It's just you do your job and you try to stay safe when you got a two-hour drive ahead of you to get home. But and I do want to say thanks to everybody in Rushford. Uh, uh, really, really great people down there. And I, I'd been to the school before. It's a fairly new school, the old school, which was in downtown Rushford. They had severe flooding a number of years ago. Kind of took that... Uh, took that building offline. And so they built this brand new, beautiful school on the northern side of town. It's, you know, for a small school district, this place is a, it's a palace. It's great. Those kids are lucky. Um, and the gym is really, is really something special. I tweeted a couple of photos of it. It's just, just fantastic. So thanks to Noah and uh, Ryan Thibodeau from La Crescent Hoka, everybody in Rushford. It was, it was quite a, quite a Friday. And thanks to the Minnesota Department of Transportation for, for clearing those roads so I could get home Friday night. No doubt about it. I've lived a lot of places and, uh, we, our weather, Stinks this time of the year, but at least we have professionals who can clear the roads. That doesn't happen in a lot of cities, believe me. A lot of cities, you get this kind of weather and everything shuts down completely. So, uh, yeah. So, hey, John, thanks for introducing us to Noah. I really appreciate it. Great meeting him. Uh, Great message offered by him. Thanks again to Brianne. Thanks to Jody Stay in Pizza Barn. Check out Minnesota Propane. Uh, Any final thoughts for us, John? Yeah, I just want to mention uh, uh, an, an event actually in Rochester last weekend where I drove through Friday. The Minnesota Christmas Wrestling Tournament was held. It's the biggest regular season tournament in Minnesota high school wrestling. No surprises in the team results. The team title went to Simley. That's your your four-time Class AA state champs. A narrow margin over St. Michael, which is the number one ranked team in 3A. And one football note, uh, we have a Mr. Football Award winner for 2022, Kate Osterman. He was the uh, quarterback, defensive back, kick returner, punt returner who helped Elk River win the Class 5A title. The Minnesota Football Coaches Association uh, named him Mr. Football for 2022. Very deserving young man. So let's wish everybody uh Happy holidays here, Jim, and uh, hopefully we survive. We survive whatever the whatever the weather's going to do to us. Yes, uh, great work, John. Uh, pre- be safe in all of your travels. I'm glad you got home safely the other night. Uh, once again, thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. Thank you for listening to Preps Today with John Millay. Really proud to have the show on our network. John just brings us great stuff that we would not hear about otherwise. So yes, everybody, whatever you celebrate, celebrate it well and safely. <laughs>